This is the Reading Aloud Podcast. I'm Marisol Collette. And I'm Adam Collette. And you love us because we love you. We sure do. And let's get to today's conversation. (laughs) Okay, so we just walked out of Barbie. We're literally sitting in the car. Why do you sound like a... Okay, so we just made it out alive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, this is not the norm, normal recording setup. I'm also stuffy because we have what we call daycare disease. <laughs> we have daycare. It is true. Our son got us sick. So I had not seen it. You'd seen it before, but we're kind of recording like immediate thoughts. I thought it was a great movie. I thought it balanced, you know, I thought it balanced fun goofy, funny, in a very Hollywood way, addressing big social issues in the world. You know, this movie has just exploded and there's a thing called Barbie breakup. And it's like for people whose male partners are not down with the movie, it's like, okay, you're out. Like, you think this is revolutionary and Um, with new ideas. I don't think it's new ideas. I think what Hollywood does well is popularize narratives that are already exist in society and they help elevate those narratives. No writer or thought leader or like true visionary that's like putting these ideas out there is getting their ideas in front of, you know, tens of millions of people saw this. I just read the book of Boys and Men by uh, Richard Reeves. Oh, he goes into much deeper analysis Uh about this. But tens of millions of people are not reading that book. Uh, Tens of millions of people are seeing Barbie. So what you're getting is a Super Bowl commercial about the impacts of patriarchy on on society. It's a Super Bowl commercial about how men struggle to find themselves and are actually defined themselves by patriarchy, Mm -hmm. but don't actually really connect with it. It's a Super Bowl commercial about how women, you know, the struggles that they go in through society. But those aren't new ideas that we just saw. The reason I said that, and, you know, there was a small crowd today because it's 11 a.m. on a Monday. <laughs> God bless daycare for date date day. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, because when America Ferreira said her piece, like the speech, I mean, the theater erupted. Yeah, saying and the then, quiet part out loud. I think that it was the first time a lot of people either had it put into words, their experience, or felt like finally somebody believes this enough to say it out loud right publicly and put their money behind it and were touched and like i of course was was happy to hear her say i guess i just and gosh i'm not trying to sound arrogant but like i was amazed at how many people erupted I do a lot of political work in my day job. And there's this experience there where you're always looking for allies, right? There's very different ways that you can communicate your allyship. I can't tell you how many elected officials we've sat in meetings with or agency officials. And they're like, we agree with you all. We agree with you all. But then they never say anything publicly. And so it's essentially this concept of like vocal allies. You know, when we vote, with and that's a power that we have we do so behind closed doors in this little box and when we read we read by ourselves 
when we think we're always in our own heads with these thoughts or we may have with our best friends have these conversations. You know what? That's reading aloud. You know, that's what people love about it, this. That's where is, I was going with yeah. it. It's reading aloud. It's saying those things and it's saying in a format that consciously you know is going to tens of millions of people and that is powerful. You know, that's why all those presidential speeches, they don't really say anything of depth. They just say these, you know, broad statements and platitudes. They just say this stuff because they're just trying to say a, a narrative that people are feeling and say it out loud. It's not deep thoughts. The movie, while it isn't groundbreaking in the ideas that it presents, it is in a way a stepping stone and a groundbreaking, you know, a marker in a progression towards a more just, equitable, yeah. just society for men and women. What's your take on Alan? Thoughts on Alan. I think one of the more interesting scenes was where Alan beat the shit out of a bunch of Kens. Alan is clearly in touch with his feelings. He's an independent person. He's also like, it came up for me multiple times in the movie. You know, nice guys finish last. In many ways, to me, Alan was a nice guy. And he still finished last in the movie. I'm defining nice guy as kind of like an emotionally aware, supportive person man in this instance who stands up for the right things mm -hmm. you know and shows up in the right ways in the right situations and mm -hmm. it's not that ken didn't do that but you know ken was lost in himself for most of the movie and he was kind of like seesawing back and forth between what he felt like he was supposed to be he was just basically letting other people define him and in that, he was found very attractive. But Alan, he had already defined himself. Barbie didn't define him. Ken didn't define him. Alan represents the contingency of people who have kind of already found themselves and are living their own independent lives but aren't popular. And so when others figure it out, they get all the praise. But Alan's, Alan's been paving that path for generations. So Ken got all the praise. Ken saying, got all yeah. the praise. Of course. Why, why do you said Ken came off as attractive? Because he was, he, nobody, none of the Barbies really cared. And the whole thing was like, no, even Mattel's like, nobody cares. I just, I'm so curious. I, it was funny because I was, as I was watching, you know, I had only seen it with friends up until this point. And so it's like, as I was watching, I had a moment where I was like, is Adam gonna be offended by this take and I was worried about that for a minute which is so funny because I had not even considered that up until this point and I I was so excited for you to see it and then I was watching and I was like are they making fun of Ken is he gonna feel like this is just another box and then I was like wait they're just experiencing what we've always experienced like second-class citizens that don't matter as much in the scheme of things and don't have, don't really hold power. Like when the guy in the building's like, oh, we're living the patriarchy. We're just quiet about it now. Yeah, what I thought was really smart in the movie was the way that they played on men's fears about feminism by putting Ken in that position. You know, when you hear a lot of people talk about um, race relations, immigration, like, oh, now all the, you know, well, they're just going to, black people are going to be in everything, or the immigrants are going to take your jobs, or, oh, now you can't get a job because you're a man and women are going to rule everything. They played on that fear in Barbie land. Because women rule, men aren't anything. I think the movie showed how that doesn't work 
And I also think like as people came around to it, like they realized like that's not the solution. But I also like the fact and how they kind of hung on to like letting the pendulum swing overly towards like giving women the power and men learning how to find themselves. The women in Barbie land had already, the Barbies had already found themselves. The Ken had not found themselves. And until they really found themselves like truly and put in that work, they didn't deserve to be the Supreme Court justice, as she mentioned at the end. Maybe they can start off as the clerk, right? It would have been a very patriarchal move for them to be like, oh, I'm Ken. I just discovered myself. Now make me a Supreme Court justice. It was like, no, you need to put in the work. So anyway, but back to the Ken, I mean, I think I think that just played on men's fears for some men and maybe in some of these Barbie breakups, they didn't might not have seen the deeper meaning or like had tuned out and said like, see, that's what happens. You know, they felt validated in those fears. When Ken feels that he's nothing without Barbie, when he gets exposed to patriarchy, he completely lets it take over his life. He has no filter for it, you know, and then he like takes over because that's what he thinks he wants. So it's it's not about Ken the doll or the man, the person. It's about how validated he feels and how, you know, does he have purpose in life? So when you're talking about Ken getting exposed for the first time, so he's been oppressed. He has not known himself because he is not like Mattel by design, right? And then he gets exposed and then he runs with it. You know, that's again, the fear that like if women gain control or if anybody gains control, they're gonna they're gonna be like, thank God, I finally it's got. It's a binary control. way of thinking. It's either one or the other. I think what happens when with Ken when he is exposed to patriarchy is actually a, a direct reflection of men in our society right now, where we live in a world like Ken still lives in a world, even though he's nothing. He lives in a world that was created by men. He never had to, he also lives in a fantasy world, so he never had to struggle. Right. You know, he never had to struggle. And as you can see, when Ken sees sees the real world, he approaches it differently than Barbie. And the Barbie land is created by, I mean, Barbie was created by the woman Ruth, but like Barbie land was created by men and the corporate boardroom. And it was created to essentially to thrive in a man's world. So there's some sort of connection yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. because you know? it was like, again, it was the idea that Barbie came into the real world with. She's like, you know, she's like, but I thought we were doing it right. We're like, you know, we're all the things. We did all the things. We solved all the problems, you know, and then you look back and you see that the boardroom is full of men and they're like, but it's, it's empowered women, you know, right. and it's exactly right, right. Exactly. So did you boohoo? Did you boohoo? Did I cry? Yeah, I didn't. And I'm a crier, but I thought it was. Yeah. I mean, did it's you a beautiful not cry movie. because I was like preemptively like squeezing your hand before like preparatory. I mean, I was, I, was I think crying. I might have. Yeah. You cried. And believe me, I'm a crier in movies. I just watched uh, with Neo. We just uh, over a couple days, we Pixar watched that movie. movie. Pixar, the elemental movie, and I bawled like a baby. He, he looked up at you? Yeah, he looked up at me. He was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm crying, bro. This is, this is, deep. you know, deep. I think partially because there's been so much talk and, and, you know, I haven't seen this movie yet and it's so, it's been so analyzed. You know, I, on this podcast, have had a lot of thoughts about men. So I think I probably already had some sort of like intellectual filter that I'm watching this through. 
Yeah. I boohooed at the the like reel of people at the yeah. end, the real live reel of people when she's like, This you've gotta know what it's like. It's a array of emotions if you're gonna go there. Yeah, I really like the scene when Barbie's in the park and seeing all the different the couple fighting, the kids playing, the two men laughing with each other, the one guy with his head in his hands. It was just a really I liked that. And then she looks up at the trees and how it's kind of held mm. by nature. It was really a beautiful scene. The tree was beautiful. Yeah. And she felt it in motion like oh this tree. It was sort of a like a little bit of a fall moment of like this tr- you could hear a little crackle and like the branch like a branch kind of crackling off. It's like uh, this tree is in motion it's gonna the you know it's gonna even though it was a pine tree but whatever is like gonna fall and all yeah. that so and die and cycle of life yeah at the end that was like the production crew's personal home videos and the woman that Hold played on. ruth was from cheers yeah i know that's that one yeah. oh so good star-studded okay so anything else i feel like i was expecting the conversation to be a little bit lengthier or maybe no i mean i mean those were my initial thoughts i mean yeah. i think it's funny we're sitting here in the parking lot staring at like a ford f-350 with super a duty. super duty with a don't tread on me sticker i you hope know. they were in the barbie movie uh, doubtful doubtful could us judgy mcjudgerson Judge, you know and i think that this is like this is why probably some men were hurt by it because it did point a spotlight on the way that many men find purpose through this version of masculinity that scene when the one guy is walking with the girl and he's like explaining to her he's like you just wouldn't know what the mustang blah 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 had the impact on the the automobile world like you know, I could see myself saying that in some context, like when he's like explaining finance to her or something like that. It did make fun of the movie did make fun of these kind of very traditional forms of masculinity. And that is how men have defined themselves. And it pushed a little bit on that doesn't define who you truly are because they had all those things. And I think there's there's probably a lot of men who, you know, they define themselves through business, through vehicles, through their bodies, through their partnerships, you know, their wives, their girlfriends, through things like that. But the movie pushed them and said, that doesn't fully define you. Because at the end, they said, I'm Ken. He was realizing that all that stuff didn't make Ken. And... Um- Ken is me. Ken is me, exactly. I'm Knuff. I'm Knuff, which I kind of want that hoodie. I'm positive it will be out there to buy. (laughs) And it's not that those things are bad. I also think cars are cool. I also think finance is fascinating and really cool. And it's like, and that's the fragileness, right? It's like by making, it's not that those things are bad or that if you're into those, then you're, you're, you're not, you know, tuned in or whatever. That's not the commentary. The commentary is that that doesn't define you and it showed in how those things if you are defining yourself by those things you're not living up to your full potential and there's more out there seeing the deeper meaning in your humanness exactly well and interestingly enough barbie had the same revelation exactly she did too you know she's like i want to be human like her humanness she was like wait i don't want cellulite and flat feet or whatever and thoughts of death you know existential crisis and all of that so it you know she's also feeling though understands that her humanness and so that's you know, right both had that rel- 
realization. I think it is. I think it is. I mean, the fact that I thought you might be offended, like, isn't that amazing that I still somewhere deep down worry about how you're going to experience something that is, that is so incredibly, I mean, I would say feminist, but it's just fucking fact. It's accurate. Right. And it's like what, it's not even like a movement or feminism or whatever. It's not an idea. It's fucking facts. Right. And it's the way that the world is designed. It's so funny that even me with you had that moment of like, shit, he's not going to like it. He's going to be offended by it. We're going to get in the car and he's going to be like, well. Yeah. Which is no commentary on you. It's just a commentary on the internalized patriarchy. I hear it. it. Yeah, this veil being lifted will somehow not be a good thing for me. And just as and just as like racism has has been passed down from generation to generation, and we have generational trauma. That's the same is true with with patriarchy as well. And so like it's ingrained in us deeper than I think we even necessarily realize. What I think the mistake is, is that, and just to say it, you know, one of the tricks that is out there is where people believe that patriarchy benefits men. What the movie did a pretty good job of showing was how the patriarchal systems that's putting them in those positions isn't actually benefiting them in the long run. And one of the ways that it doesn't benefit us is it makes us very fragile and needing to be taken care of. Therefore, over generations, we've ingrained in women that they have to take care of us. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. All right. Well, yeah. love you. Love a good day date. Love you. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.